Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. We are glad to be with you here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate everybody tuning in, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us. And, of course, our medical personnel taking care of us here at home. If you're not too busy during the day, why don't you uh, go and give Joel T. Coleman and I a five-star. You didn't do it. You gotta, you gotta, when I when I you know how it's a team effort here. Ready? Go and give Joel T. Coleman a go. I'm sorry. Go give Joel T. Coleman and I a five star review. Thank you. I was, that doesn't. You gotta have the synergy. It was uh, Joel T. Coleman and me would have been the correct usage in that sentence. I'm in no mood for the take grammar. out the Joel T. Coleman. Look at this part guy over just, here. He starts working for a national publication. Now he's Captain Grammar. Well, I mean, you take out this part and see if the me works. Yeah. No, I know. I know how it works. Yeah, yeah I messed up. And, I'll and, admit that I messed up, yeah. but I don't need to hear it. Just letting you know. So, I mean, do you do you want me to come over the top here? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> come off top rope with you? It's actually odd that speaking, I'm correcting someone because yeah. I'm the one that makes up words and random true. stuff. You, what did you say the other day? I don't know. I just you made up a word. It was I, I make up words every show. That's true. It's true. It's a uh, jocabulary. <laughs> That's a very accurate description. All right. Let's thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Uh, Churn and Spoon going to be open back up any day now. If, uh, and when they are, they're going to be seeing Brian Haydad. But you should be seeing them all the time. Just because you're quarantined doesn't mean you have to be, caffe- be without caffeine, especially now that everything's sort of open back up. So go in, treat your baristas with that social distance respect that they deserve. Hey, get yourself an ice cold or a piping hot drink, whichever one uh, fits the bill for you. They, you know full well that it's going to be fantastic. You want to know how I know that? Because it always is. It never is not. I know that's a double negative, but still, I'm, I'm just Captain Grammatical Incorrect over here. Captain Grammar and his his uh, his you know arch enemy, the dangling participle over here. I mean, just <laughs> that's where we're going with this. So, Strange Brew Coffee House, Trying to Spin Ice Cream, proud sponsors have been. With me since the, almost the beginning of my podcasting days. Hopefully you would go and uh, talk to them. You should also be taking care of yourself at College Corner, and that's the easy way to do. No easier way to take care of yourself than to save yourself money. And when I'm telling you, you can turn $70 into $100. If I told you anywhere else in life that if you give me $70 and I will give you $100, well, you would be falling over yourself to give me that. Well, you can do exactly that right now at College Corner. Just go to collegecornerstore.com. Buy a seventy dollar buy a hundred dollar gift card. It's only going to cost you seventy bucks. Thirty percent off your purchase of any gift card. Just go to the website collegecornerstore.com, Put gift card in the search bar, and bam, it takes care of itself. Guys, it's free money. I can't make it any easier for you to deck yourself out in some brand new maroon and white merchandise. I am almost I am almost giving it to you. It's almost free. That's how that's 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 the best kind of deal. I can't do any more. I asked him, I said, hey, can we just give it away? No, no, we can't do that. But, <laughs> but we can do this. I feel like I got you guys a good deal. 
So let's take advantage of it at collegecornerstore.com. And, of course, our good friends at Advantage Business Systems want to remind you that whether you're keeping your employees at home or whether you're bringing them back to the office, whatever you need to make your office and your business work more efficiently, they can help you out. They have over 45 years of doing it here in the, Missis- in the state of Mississippi, in the Magnolia State. They've been working with MSU. They've been working with OCH up here in Starkville. They have long-standing relationships in their community. They know what it takes to get the job done. If you want to upgrade your office technology, if you need new phone systems, new copiers, document management software, they can help you out. But, but if you're trying to keep your workers at home, they need new devices, they need some stuff to set up the home office, again, Advantage Business Systems can take care of that for you. So give them a call today, why don't you? 844-833-6245. Or you can just look online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. There's some confusion in the world right now. Joel, I'm not talking about these uncertain times either. I watched. I was watching TV tonight, by the way. Three straight ads with uncertain times. I'm just like, there's got to be somebody sitting there thinking, you know, guys, if we just make an ad where we don't mention uncertain times, I bet we'll stand out. I can't wait until times are a little more certain. When are times certain, by the way? That's true. You know, when do you just wake up and go, I know exactly what's going to happen today? I mean... It's awful presumptuous of you, isn't it? A man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps. That's today's devotional brought from the Reverend Joel <laughs> T. Coleman. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is very true. I mean, we never know what's around know the what, corner. Exactly. So. I guess now the we don't have any idea what's around the corner is the, the premise of the thing. I know exactly what's around the corner. Another day of waiting out this virus. <laughs> I feel like times now are more certain than they normally are. I, I haven't been anywhere but home or the office in the grocery store in a month. That's, I, I don't think I've driven. I, ha, I don't think I've taken a left on the Highway 12 in like a month. I can't remember the last time I was down that way. You know? I just Times are pretty certain for us yeah. because when things are going the way they usually go, we may get the random media group me text, you know, 9.30 in the morning, hey, this is happening at 1.30 in the afternoon kind of thing. Like You just never know what's, right, right. what's going down right. from day to day sometimes. And now we're pretty much assured of what's yeah. going on. Yeah, I don't have to worry about any, any getting any texts like, we're going to have a press conference today. Like, what? I wasn't planning for that. So, anyway. Do you think we will have regular press conferences this year? Yes. Like, our, our regular Monday head football coach media availability? Are we all going to cram into that media room? I think they will change it up a little bit. I won't be surprised if we're at the stadium and the media room there where you got some more room. more space. And they could spread us out a little bit more. I think that's where we'll have MSU Media Day. I think what they'll do is they might just bring everybody to the podium. Have you talked to somebody about this? No, this is all speculation. Because everything you're saying sounds like something that will absolutely happen. But it makes sense, right? Yeah. You know, normally, just to give you guys a little insight of how we do Media Day, um, Normally, in the past, the head coach speaks, the defensive coordinator will speak, and then you might have one more position coach. Last year, I think uh, Joey Jones spoke, special teams coordinator. And then the rest of the assistant coaches and the players are available at just various tables, and you just sort of sit down, talk for a minute or two, and then go get, get what you need, and then go to the next guy. And you can make a request, obviously, as well. What I think they'll do this year is they will... They might have like, because you know that they have the they have the press room and then the recruiting lounge is right there. 
those has that which has some long tables. Yeah. So you might set up some things in there. Yeah, there's room to spread out. Right. And that that's might be what they do. And they might say, like, look, no more than one person with a coach with a player at a time. So there's no you know, there's no group. You know, you get you get and they just give us, you know, hey, you got three minutes. Yeah. I mean, if you can't get what you need in three minutes, I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're you're asking for too much at that point. So that's that's just my opinion. Maybe Brandon Langlois, Mr. MSU Football Media Relations now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he needs to inquire with Thunder and Lightning Consulting to set this thing up. Because we I, are I available to help. Actually, uh, we're we're available to help, and we, and we don't charge much either. <laughs> Brandon, if you're listening, I know you're on top of it, brother. So keep it up. Oh, uh, well, I know you are, but I'm just saying, if you want to credit us for these <laughs> ideas, uh, we won't we won't turn down the credit. I do think that our press conferences and the way. Not just media, but everybody does stuff. It's going to change. It's going to change. You know, like when we do basketball down in the hump, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty easy, easy to social distance. There usually there's only four or five of us in there anyway, yeah. and there's 20 chairs. So we just, you know, nobody's sitting next to each other anyway. And then Howland is all the way away from us. Yeah. Schaefer was all the way away from us, and now being McCray. You know, it's, it's, that's not going to be a huge issue, I don't think. Uh, baseball, sort of the same thing. You know, the Omaha room has got plenty of seats. You know, the guys like me who film, we should get priority, let us sit on the front row. And the guys who are just asking questions, they can sit to the back. I mean, you know, it just just makes sense to do it that way. And then for football, the the football press room in the SEAL building is tight. They, they I think they're going to have to find a way to put move us. And make, moving us over to the football stadium in the Golding Media Room just makes sense. you got plenty of room to spread out. And, you know, you can put the cameras in the middle and, and figure it out. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it all plays. I am out. too. I, I just I hope, mean, consider that's our job. Yeah, I just hope that it does play out, and yeah, I think it's going to it's play. Gonna, it's going to play, play out. out. We are on. We, this oh, that's right. It's the, on this podcast, it's playing it's out, playing out it's until playing we out hear out. otherwise. All right. What we were going to talk about. <laughs> so today we had some uh, some conflicting information, if you will, about KJ Costello. We got one guy saying. Might be the best. I, I didn't look, but I assume the top drafted quarterback out of the SEC, Tom Fernelli. Uh, he did a uh, mock draft, a way, way too early 2021 mock draft. He's got KJ Costello uh, as the number 14 overall pick in the draft. Um, going to, I'm sure Robbie Donahoe will be excited, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, as far as quarterbacks go in that draft, just giving you an idea, Trevor Lawrence is 1 1, as you might imagine. Uh, and I'm sort of going through this, so my apologies. I, I just I just thought about it right here. Justin Fields going seventh to the Carolina Panthers. They had uh, Lawrence going to the Jaguars. So that would be the end of the Minshew era. Trey Lance, you may not have ever heard of him, but he is the quarterback at North Dakota State, so the same school as Carson Wentz. Had a fantastic year last year. I think he threw something like 25 touchdowns to no interceptions. I'm impressed, but I don't care what level of football you play at. I'm impressed by that stat, so... They've got him at the uh, the eighth pick. They got your Dolphins picking ninth. Not great. Not great. Um, Who they got? They got the Dolphins taking Javon Holland, safety, Oregon, and then uh, that's it. That's it. So Costello would be what? Did I do that? The fourth quarterback off the board? Yeah. So the t- they've got him as one of the top four quarterbacks in the country. I'm about to ask you a dumb question that I should know the answer yeah, to, but sure. you will know the answer to. Yeah, State's never had a uh, first-round uh, quarterback. QB have no, yeah, no. I didn't think they had, but no, no. I, no. I, 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 did, I didn't want to absolutely say that, and you'd be like, "You idiot! You forgot." 
How but I thought I was right. Billy Joe. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was pretty sure I was yeah, right. You're, you're correct. Yeah. Um, so that's that's Tom Fernelli, who writes for CBS Sports. Then you have Coach Gene Chizik, who now works for the SEC Network, releases his top five quarterbacks in the SEC, and doesn't even have KJ Costello on it. So my question to you, Joel T. Coleman, who's closer to right? Um, the one that's not Gene Chizik. Yeah. First off, Chizik's. These are just poor. Yeah, it's bad. I don't understand how you put. Plumley, a guy that may not even be a quarterback this year. All right, let's let's, let's ahead just, of KJ. Let's Costello. just go through this, and I, you know, it just sort of is what it is here. Uh, Kyle Trask, number one. I, I like Trask at all, but he is not number one. But if you want to leave him there, I will give. I will grant you Trask. Maybe. You would grant Trask. Maybe. Okay. okay. Maybe. Number two is Kellen I Mond. I wouldn't have thrown on an argument if it was Trask and then Costello. Okay. Kellen Mond, number two. I got an, I got an issue with this. I'll, and here's the thing. And I have argue, somebody I argue with a lot about this is Steve Robertson. Steve Robertson is not a fan of Kellen Mond. I'm not a huge fan of Kellen Mond. I just think he is a serviceable quarterback. He's not going to win you a lot of games, but he's not going to lose you a lot of games, right? If the players around him are good, he can make things happen. But he's also the kind of guy he can lose, he can give it away if you give him that opportunity. But for the most part, he is a good game manager. For the most part, he's obviously a good athlete. He can run the football. But I, the thought that he's going to be a guy who throws for thirty five hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, and ten picks is that's not going to happen. Mac Jones is three. Now I know uh, some people are saying that's a little high. My friend Jake Wimberly is one of them. I think Mac Jones is properly rated here, just because I know the talent around him is going to allow him to put up huge numbers. The only problem is here's here's what I here's what I say. You could have just said Alabama quarterback mm-hmm. because Bryce Young could just as easily be this guy, just as easily be that guy. Jamie Newman is fourth, the transfer out of uh, Wake Forest to Georgia. Not exactly going into the most quarterback friendly system, though. I mean, if his numbers are what if he does what Fromm did, I mean, that's that's not going to be top five production. And then John Rice Plumley is number five. Now, I like Plumley, Great athlete. I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback at Ole Miss. I don't either. I, don't I, I feel like I feel like Corral... Corral's going to be the guy. Will be the guy. That's, I agree. Rippy brought this up a lot. And he says, you know, normally when you have two quarterbacks, one's a runner and one's a passer, the passer is the starter and you bring in the runner for the change of pace. Ole Miss did the opposite last year. So basically what they were telling teams is we're throwing the football here. And then, you know that doesn't make any sense. So could Plumlee still be a quarterback and have like a uh, you know a wild rebel or whatever they want to call it package? Absolutely, they could do that. But I don't think he's going to be the quarterback every every snap. No, and, and I tell you, I wonder if not having spring practice and everything hurts Ole Miss a lot more than it hurts State. I think it does because, because State. I think you heard Mike Leach today. He was introduced talking about how it's simple, simple it was, to and he knows who his quarterback it. is. Yeah. And even if, if he hadn't gotten Costello, I think he still knows who his quarterback is. It would have been Schrader. And even if he had went through spring, he wouldn't have had his He wouldn't have had Costello, here. yeah. So. They, need, they needed some, some, some reps, I think Ole Miss did. Here's my top five. I'm going to go Costello one. I mean, for, for his resume, you know, how can you argue with that? And if before you say, well, that's against the Pac-12, okay, well, then why is Jamie Newman against the ACC number four? I got to a, a, a certain degree, college football is college football. All right, if you if you can make plays at the big time level, it it, it doesn't matter. So it, it it just 
It works. Well, we talked about this too before we, we went live on Thunder and Lightning. Um, that if we had all SEC votes today, it'd be really tough to not put KJ Costello as first or second team all SEC right now. Right. I mean, it, it just would be given what he's done in the offense he's walking into. That's the other thing. And you think that he's probably going to throw for at least, what, 4,000 yards or something? I mean, it's tough to not consider him. So I would go Costello, Alabama quarterback, Trask. I don't know why Bo Nix is not on this list. Bo Nix should be on this list. 100%. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Bo Nix. I don't think he is that great. But I, I don't think you can have a top five list and not have Bo Nix on it. I can't believe Gene Chizik, former Auburn head coach, left Bo Nix off. I, I can't believe that. And then for number five, you could sell me on Newman. You could sell me on Mond, maybe. You could sell me on Terry Wilson at Kentucky. Um, just trying to think. You could sell me on Holinsky at South Carolina. Um, LSU, Brennan, No. no. Uh, Arkansas, no. I don't even. I don't even know who it is, but it doesn't matter. Um, I'm trying to think who's at uh, who's at Tennessee. I don't know who it is off the top of my head. I guess it's that freshman who played against State, but I don't remember his name. And that's, you know, no disrespect to him. Um, Missouri. I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Mizzou. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my top five. Yeah, like I said a while ago, I would not complain. I don't think it's just a humongous travesty if you want to put Trask one. I don't think it's a humongous travesty if you want to put Alabama QB one. But to have K.J. Costello anywhere lower than two or three, to me, is just forgetting about K.J. Costello. (laughs) I mean, it's as simple as that. I really look at Gene Chizik's list, and I think... He must have forgot that KJ Costello was coming to Mississippi State. That is my that was my absolute first thought on this was that he just straight up forgot that KJ Costello. And but that the thing about that is this. These shows aren't live, I don't think. He did this on SEC now, right? Somebody has to be able Richard Cross always says it, right? Need hand raised guy. Whoa, whoa, coach, did you just forget about KJ Costello? And then if he if he I, I didn't watch this segment, obviously. If he didn't if, he's, if he did not forget about K.J., he just left him off, and somebody didn't say, Coach, what about K.J. Costello? I would love to hear the reasoning that you're not going to put that guy on there. So that's just my, my thought process there. Make a case. Like, make a case for him to not be a top five QB in the SEC. I can't. I can't. I cannot. I can't sit here. Experience, talent, and the system he's walking into – it's if unless you know unless you feel like some of the injury issues of last year for whatever reason are carrying over and that's it but even or, or you're just like his receivers are just that bad but if that's the case you better be telling me Mississippi State's going 0 and 12 or 2 and 10 because if if that's what well, goes like what we said yesterday even if they're terrible they're going to still throw to him and, yeah. and throw and throw and throw. throw Mike Leach isn't going to all of a sudden and the say, good oh. thing is with Costello I don't feel like he's going to throw a ton of interceptions senior experienced guy, understands the passing game. I, I don't feel like he's just going to be back there flinging it around. You know, I, I feel confident in his ability to keep a good touchdown-interception ratio. So that's just my thoughts. Surprising. Now, also by that same token, if if KJ Costello is the 14th pick in the draft, State's going like 10-2 and two at worst. 
<laughs> I, if he puts up the numbers to be the 14th overall pick in the NFL draft, 10 and 2, I, I don't know that you have to be 10 and 2, but 9 eight, and 3. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, you could go 8 and 4 and him put up monster. How, how many first round quarterbacks played for just terrible teams? Yeah, not many, but could you not see a scenario where State goes 8-4, and four, they score a lot of points, rack up a lot of yards, and the defense just isn't quite as good as we think, and they lose anyway? That's the only way. It would be the defense was just poor. But, yeah, I mean, if you tell me right now, if, you, you're, if I can play the game of K.J. Costello is the 14th pick in the 2021 draft, buddy, they're, they're winning nine games. That's just going to happen. So... Speaking of the, uh, the 2020 season, a new addition to the roster at this late date... Always good to add a player from down around Vicksburg. Reed Buys is the newest Mississippi State Bulldog. Interesting situation here. Uh, obviously, you know, State lost, has lost two offensive linemen to the transfer portal the last couple of weeks, Brevin Jones and uh, Stuart, Stuart Reese. Reese. I was getting there. Okay, just make sure. You're so they old, have added Reed Buys, a, uh, a player out of Jones College. Jones, It's Jones County College, I think is what it's called. They don't, they don't call them community college or junior college. <laughs> I think now they might just call it Jones College. Okay, well, fine then. Jones College. Uh, he was starting for them. Before that, he was out of Warren Central High School. I know many players there. Of course, their head coach is Josh Morgan, former MSU uh, standout. Interesting situation in that he went to JUCO as a full qualifier. He simply didn't have the offers he wanted out of high school, and so he decided to go the JUCO route. Because he is a full qualifier, he is eligible to leave JUCO now. So he will be on the 2020 roster, and he has four years to play three at Mississippi State. Yeah. So that's a pretty good deal for MSU. Obviously, at this late date, you look at him, he's going to be a depth piece. But you look at next year, you know, you, when you lose LaQuinston Sharp, and I think you lose Dorian Parker, I think he's a senior, am I right? Yeah, Greg Island's a senior too, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you need some you're, guys. You're losing some guys. You need some guys. So six foot five, two hundred and ninety pounds. I mean, yeah, state could. Depending on how that O line shakes out, they may lose four starters. Yeah, it's possible. I, mean, I mean, Lashley's going to be gone too. Yeah, Lashley, Island, yeah. Parker, and Sharp. So they uh, originally, like I said, he was going to be a 2021 prospect, but now they brought him in, and he's going to be a 2020 guy. Uh, MSU now at 83 scholarships. Don't forget, they have to be. I think they're too shy this year with the NCAA sanctions dating back to to Tudorgate. Um, I hate calling it Tudorgate, by the way. I hate, you hate calling anything gate. I hate don't calling you? anything gate. Yeah. Like the thing about Watergate was the hotel. It's not like there was water involved. It's just that was the name of the hotel, the Watergate Hotel. And we've turned everything into you know. I can't wait one day for Coleman Gate. Will it ever happen? I don't know. What That's will I do? Not. If there was a Coleman gate, what would you suspect that I did? Uh, you were caught wearing a Phillies hat. <laughs> That's the worst thing a I ever Bryce do. Harper jersey. Uh, look at look at Joel. He lied. He went over his seven. <laughs> exactly. He went over your seven. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. So, so interesting to see a guy added to the class this year. You know, you don't. I mean, you don't think about. You don't see, especially. You know. It's one thing when they're like, I think like Osiris Mitchell and Reggie Todd came yeah. in that class late. But those are high school guys. 
that you you were going to redshirt and you weren't expecting much of. Uh, anyway, this is a you know guy that is a JUCO guy, and it's just it's just it's just different. It's just different in the way that it works. So, um, trying to see if I can find that they add yeah they added him to the class. Uh, no ranking for him at this time, so it doesn't affect anything. Uh, State was twenty uh, eighth in the in the twenty four seven composite ratings. I, I I don't assume this will bump them up yeah. a great deal. But tenth in the SEC, wasn't it? Uh, that is correct. That is correct. So. We'll see where it takes us. Anyway, Reed Buys, newest uh, MSU Bulldog. One last thing before we get out of here. Uh, the comeback is on in the greatest Bulldog bracket. We're going to be updating this the next couple days. Jake Mangum once told me, actually didn't once tell me, he told me this a lot of times, mm-hmm. don't count out the dogs. Well, don't count out Jake Mangum either, apparently. I should have, I should have let this, this thing go for a full week. And then that way on Sunday, Jake could have worn black and gotten the win. <laughs> But when we woke up this morning, I texted Joel. I said, Mangum made a little comeback in the night. He's at 60-40 now. Around 4 o'clock this afternoon, uh, a Twitter account known as Cespedes Family Barbecue, which is a big baseball uh, Twitter account, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with it, um, they uh, the Orlando Cespedes play. I can't pronounce that name. He played for the Giants, though, and they have a, uh, they have a, uh, I believe they have a, his, uh, he actually has a, a stand at the, uh, it's, I think it's Oracle Park now, um, where they sell food. It's a, it's a concession stand. Yeah. But they, I don't know if, I don't know that that's his, uh, yeah, they, they, they are a podcast, but they have almost 100,000 Twitter followers. And they tweeted, like I said, around, uh, about four o'clock. Uh, go vote for Jake Mangum because he's the epitome of college baseball. Since that po- that tweet was made, Mangum has picked up another five points. So we're at fifty five forty five with sixty eight hundred votes in. Can he do it? We got one day left. He's got to he fifty five forty five. I'm, I'm going to break out the calculator. And here. with a lot of the, I mean, yeah, when, when you break out the calculator, I think it's going to make it seem pretty unlikely that he can do it. To be honest. But it's a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. So that means he has 3,700. Dak has around 3,800 votes to Mangum's, I guess, 2,000. So Jake needs to pick up – basically, Jake needs to double his vote total. He needs to go two for one with with Dak the rest of the way. I just can't see it. I mean, it's just going to be, you know – Be tough. tough. Unless unless he gets, like – Every Met to start tweeting about it. That's a, that's that's something I should have thought about. I should have tagged the Mets. Of course, if I tagged the Cowboys too, but I don't think the Cowboys. But the Mets, you know, baseball's a little quirky that way. Yeah. If the Mets decide to get involved, he's going to win. I mean, so here's what I'm going to suggest here. I don't want anybody buying Twitter votes because that was f- stupid. <laughs> and if you bought them, you're stupid. I just want. Put that out. There. <laughs> you know, we got twenty five hundred dollars worth of Twitter votes getting spent, but we can't spend that. We can't donate that much to charity. Never mind. Uh, but that said, if you if you are a passionate Jake Mangum supporter and you want Jake Mangum to win this, tweet at the Mets. Are, are we trying to rig? I'm not trying to rig this. I just want to make it interesting. I want it to be fun. I want to. I want to be refreshing. Those last few minutes, <laughs> we're trying to uh, 
I, I don't want to. I don't want to say stack the odds against Dak because you can't stack the odds against Dak. But yeah. we're, we're trying to boost the underdog here a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. I, I just want to make it interesting. <laughs> so if you if you're looking for a way to help, if you're like I want Jake to win, just tweet at the Mets. Say hey, why don't you guys help your guy out? Something like that. But that same token, you could tweet at the Cowboys if you're a maybe the passionate best, Dak supporter. Maybe the better odds would mm-hmm. come if you didn't tweet at the Mets, but you tweeted it like. The Brooklyn Cyclones. You know, you say that, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you and I probably have more Twitter followers than the Brooklyn Cyclones. Might. I don't know. We're, we're about to, to find out. We are about, we I think have. the Cyclones are about to bump up in the pecking order of All the right, New York So if Mets you combine, system. yeah, they're about to be their double A team. Mm-hmm. I asked, I talked to Mangum the other day and I asked him, like, where are you going now? He's like, he didn't know. Combined, you and I have about 23,000 followers. They, comb- they have 26,500. So it's not a huge, huge thing. The Mets, on the other hand, let's see how many Twitter followers they have. They have a million. How many do the Cowboys have? Oh, I bet it's like 10 million. 3.9. I always, I, this is why I always make this sort of joke that uh, that's the most popular team, right? The Cowboys? 3.9? Like, I cheer for like yeah. the fourth most popular Premier League team. They have 12 million. <laughs> Just a different deal. Over Who there. has the most Twitter followers of anybody? Trump? Trump? No. You think so? No. I ain't um, trying to make it political, but I thought he had a ton. I mean, I'm sure he does. Let's see here. Trump has 80 million. There are some people over 100 million, though. I know that. Um, I have to think. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, 55-45. Uh, Mangum trails Dak Prescott. Well, who, will, who will take home the title? And the coveted $10 gift card from Strange Brew Coffee House. I'm going to do that. Uh, it'll be really funny to send Dak some fan mail and be just be like, hey, Dak, just letting you know you won this poll. Here's your prize. It's a $10 gift card Strange Brew Coffee House. <laughs> Have a great season. Brian Haydad, Joe Coleman, Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just funny, in my opinion. I'm going to do it one way or the other. So, all right. So that's today's show. Tomorrow's show is the rumblings. we got to come up with something right now. Right now. I have an idea. I don't know if, you, if, you, if you're going to like it or not. You tell me what you think. I thought the most fun we had doing this was the food one. What about a second helping? I no, mean, no, I, I want your opinion. Over here shaking you. Well, the thing about like it is... my wife is, what is, she wants to eat. Come we, on. We all know, listeners, me, you, God, and everybody, mm-hmm. that I'm... Well, I suck when it comes to cooking. And so, I didn't say good as food. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I, I mean, like to I, eat. I'm all in, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm cool with the second helping. That's fine. Do you have a better idea? No, I do not. So I guess the second helping it is. All right. We'll do a second helping of food Insects, questions. because there was a spider that kept crawling over your head that I watched this entire show. He, he went around the Super Talk signage. He's behind. Thanks for the heads up, bro. No, he was small. But I watched him the whole time. He was like dancing around up there, and then he, he just kind of walked around the mm. corner, so... If you wondered why the entire show I was looking slightly above your head, it was, I was watching. Well, there you go. All right. Tomorrow's show, rumblings, second helping of food questions. I thought that was a lot of fun. We'll do it again. And, and you know, restaurants, anything like that, we'll, we'll talk about. It. All right. Have a great uh, Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday morning for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.